0: You're listening to a CNA Podcast. Hi, I'm Andrea Heng and I am back with a brand new episode of Money Talks And this is where we talk about all things money, what you can do with it, and what it can do for you. Now, on the previous episode, we started a new conversation about your CPF monies. Specifically, how you can use it to its fullest potential if you're in your 20s and 30s. This is just about the time you're entering the prime of your life. Launching your career, buying a home, starting to invest and save... Now, if you are in this age range and you're thinking about how you can maximise your CPF, hop on over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and tune in to that episode. So as I said, you're coming into the prime of your life in your 20s and 30s. The peak of it, arguably, is your 40s. Growing kids, an established career. But you know what? You've got other priorities on your mind too. Aging parents your own retirement. It's still a distance to go before you say goodbye to the workplace or if you think it's too late to strategize your CPF monies. Well, you might want to reconsider. Helping me walk you through this is Christopher Tan, CEO of Provident. He's no stranger to us here and I'm happy to finally talk to him in the flesh. Welcome to Money Talks, Chris. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, so did I get that right, Chris? Mm. By your 40s, many of us would be at the peak of life. You know, Mm. marriage, kids, elderly parents in one hand. Hopefully, a thriving career, healthy savings Mm. and investment portfolio in the other.
1: I think it's like the peak of your expenses.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. I'm not sure
1: that's the peak of your life. But I mean, in terms of career, I think your peak is really the 50. But well... At 40 years old, you have a lot of commitments, right? Mm. Your, your parents are probably still around. You've got to take care of your parents and you have probably children. You've got to take care of children. And like you said, mortgages and all, all things like that. And then you have to plan for retirement. Mm. So I think in terms of expenses, it's really quite a heavy commitment at that age.
0: Yeah, it's a mm. burden. I can tell you that. Mm. Uh, and I don't have kids yet. Yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so by the time I reach my 40s, that's mm. not very far away for mm. me. Mm. You know, I would have worked 20 years bought a house and that's possibly the biggest ticket item mm. that I would use my CPF for, right, Chris? Mm. Mm. And I've only just realised that I could have invested some of that CPF money. Mm. The question I really want to ask is, is it too late? Has my investment runway shortened to the point where I can't actually do anything about it?
1: No, I think you have a lot of time. I mean, 40. I'm 53, Anjia. Okay. You know, so <laughs> forties, you have a long runway, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I guess you're asking this question because if you buy a house, yeah. your monies in your ordinary account probably got wiped out. Yes. And that's natural, mm-hmm. right? Because how many Singaporeans actually have got a few hundred thousand to put down for a deposit of a house? Exactly. Right? And then you have to service that monthly money mortgage Mm -hmm. so i think it's quite normal that if you buy a house your money's in your ordinary account get wiped out but not to worry i mean you can use your cash still to invest for your retirement Mm. i mean you can even use your cash if you want to Mm -hmm. to top up in your special account so i can't say it's too late okay so there are options
0: if i'm in my 40s and i still want to do some investment using my cpf money
1: i wish i was in my 40s andrea (laughs) plenty of time
0: (laughs) okay okay Mm. i hope i can wind back the clock for you in this episode and make you feel young again Mm. so at this juncture in my 40s what kind of cpf investment products can i look at and how i think more importantly how would they differ from investment products that the younger folks the 20s and 30s folks Mm. would be looking into
1: yeah. I would say first, don't look into investment products. Okay. Right? I mean, make use of your CPF special account mm-hmm. because it's giving you 4 to 5% with almost no risk. That's right. Right? And there are very few products out there. In fact, there aren't any products out there that can give you a guaranteed 4 to 5% capital guaranteed triple A risk. Yeah. None out there. Yeah. Right? So before we go out there and start looking for products to buy, insurance and mm. all that, start considering topping up your CPF special account. Okay. right? The only thing you have to accept is that putting money in your special account is like joining secret society. <laughs> very easy to join, okay. very difficult to get out. Oh, right?
0: because that 4 to 5% is just so good.
1: It's so good, but then no liquidity. So once you put it ah. in, you got to accept no liquidity. Mm. But consider that. that Make that to be your first place to consider in putting your investments in. Okay. Now, after you have done that and you can't top up anymore, then you can think about investing into other products. Right. Right. And when it comes to investing in other products, we always say choose the source of funds that gives you a lower interest first. Correct. So between cash mm-hmm. and ordinary account, mm-hmm. right now... Cash is giving you a higher yield right now. Yes. Right? You can buy T-bills, you can put in fixed deposits. That's right. Easily you beat Mm 2.5%. Right. So right now you might want to use if you still have got money in your OA to invest, yes, you still want to consider that. But Mm -hmm. if you look at it over the long term, I mean this rising interest rate environment won't be here forever. Sure. Right? So when the interest rate starts to come down and go back to normal, Mm -hmm. then you might want to start investing using your cash first. Don't invest. Your CPF. Right. Yeah. Unless you have to.
0: Okay. So ensuring that there is liquidity in the first place to even invest or Mm. make some investments. Mm. That's a separate matter from what you should do with your CPF.
1: Yeah. You actually brought up a very good point, right? If you want to use your cash to invest, Mm -hmm. please also make sure that you have got sufficient emergency fund. Mm. Right. And if I use the previous scenario, near forty. Going to buy a house, Mm -hmm. CPF wiped out. Yes. You probably need some money for your renovation, you know, and all that. Exactly. That's a
0: huge cash outlay.
1: Yeah. So I would say don't be too hurried to go and invest. Mm -hmm. Settle all those expenses first and then start to build up your cash to have the emergency fund Mm -hmm. before you start investing.
0: Okay. That's very good advice. Now, let's talk about the OA for a second. Mm. My money is already compounding in there, in Mm. the OA, the Mm. ordinary account, at 2.5% interest without me really doing anything. Mm. I mean, it's the same with the special account, which we'll get into in a bit. If I choose not to or am unable to invest my CPF monies, since, like you said, it's locked in somewhere, such as my home, are there other ways for me to maximize it for some kind of sizable return?
1: I mean, if you want to make use of, if it's purely on CPF, Mm -hmm. I'm going back to that first option. Sure. Top up your special account. Mm -hmm. Right, that's your first option. And then your OA, you won't have much to use anyway.
0: That's right, yeah. You
1: won't have much to use. Because it'll
0: be wiped out anyway.
1: Yeah, that's right. And Mm -hmm. so just leave it there. Okay, don't worry about it, you know, because you still need some money in your OA to pay for your monthly mortgage. Yes. Right, consider using cash to invest instead. I mean, later on, if you have more cash, as your career progresses and you have savings, you can always, if you want to, do a housing refund if you want to. Ah, okay. Right? Because the monies that you have taken out to pay for your mortgage plus the accrued interest that you didn't get because Uh you take the money out from OA, right? So you are losing 2.5%. Correct. So that accrued interest later on in life if you want to top it back up into your OA using the housing refund scheme you can do that if you want to
0: there you go that's Mm. an option so just because you're using your CPF to pay for your mortgage it's Mm. not the end of the road for your Mm. CPF monies you can actually earn it back in some way
1: yes if you have cash you can always choose to put it back again
0: okay that's fantastic to know and as you said one of the best things you can do is to top up your special account Mm. because that's earning you a 4-5% to interest Apparently, there's an optimum time of the year to mm. do these top-ups. Mm,
1: well, I mean, yes. I mean, people usually want to top it up before the end of the year. So right. that at the beginning of the year, that's when CPF will pay interest, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that we don't have to be so specific <laughs> You know, to try and capture that little... jun chun one yeah, year 4% yeah. is in, it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't do it myself, right? Okay. It's too, It's too tiring, mm-hmm. right? So I'll say along the way, the best thing to do is along the way, put it in slowly Mm. right I find it very difficult to suddenly put in one lump sum in your special account because knowing that once you put in
0: you can't take it out you can't take
1: it out Mm. until 55 years so that's the first time you can withdraw so there's a lot of inertia so I would suggest that people start putting in small amount like 100, 200, 500 that's
0: very doable and then
1: after that when you get more comfortable then you put it in Mm. Now, of course, the top-up scheme, uh, in fact, the specific name for it is called RSTU, retirement sum top-up scheme, mm-hmm. right? It's just one way. Once you reach the full retirement sum, you yeah. can't do it anymore. And this year, the full retirement sum is 198800
0: Right, that's the cap.
1: That's the cap, Okay. right? So you can't do it anymore, but there are other ways still to put in more money. Mm-hmm. And that's the voluntary contribution scheme.
0: Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, so if your total contribution in that 12 months... Your contribution plus your employer's contribution has not exceeded $37,740. Mm-hmm. You can always voluntarily contribute. Right. Right. But right. take note that when you do that, you cannot choose which account you want to contribute into. Okay. Right. So every dollar that you contribute using the voluntary contribution scheme, uh-huh. it gets split into the three accounts, right. OA, SA and MA, uh-huh. according to the CPF allocation rate for your H-Band.
0: Right. It's not say, oh, okay, I'm going to top up. I have extra cash lying around. Mm. Let's top up my OA. I can't do that because mm. it goes according to the way we've been receiving our CPF contributions. Exactly. For mm. your H-Band. Yeah, okay. But that
1: is another way to put in more money into your CPF if you want to. Right.
0: Right, okay. Now, at the age of 40 or so, it'll be about 15 years before the OA Mm. and the SA get converted into the RA, Mm. the retirement account, right? That's right. So, what's a safe, sound investment move now that that account's been created? I've topped up my SA. It's pretty healthy. What's a safe, sound investment move ahead of turning 55?
1: Well, I mean, if, by that time, you have built up a sizable amount of money in your OA, mm-hmm. despite the fact that you have used it to pay your mortgage. Correct. And you have used your cash to invest, and you really, really want to invest your ordinary account. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you can use the ordinary account and go and invest into the stock market. You can maybe buy a unit trust for it. Right. I wouldn't recommend you to buy an insurance using your ordinary account. Mm-hmm. Right? Because your ordinary account is already giving you between two point five to 3.5%. Correct. Right? Because your first 20,000, your OA is giving you 1% more. Yes. So that's 3.5. Uh-huh. And then the rest is 2.5. So you're getting 2.5 or 3.5%. There are very few insurance products that can beat that. Yeah. Right? I mean, there are, of course, a lot of projections. Mm-hmm. But on average, I would say that the insurance product cannot beat it convincingly. So if you want to use your OA, you can choose to invest it into funds that invest into the equity market. Mm. That should at least beat like 3.54%. Uh, mm,
0: okay, yeah. so that's to say I'm investing my OA as it becomes the RA, of course.
1: Oh, if you are talking about post-55, are yes. you talking about post-55? Let's talk
0: about post-55 now. Okay. What can I do?
1: What happens at 55 is that CPF board will first go to your SA to try and take the amount of money to meet the full retirement sum. Right. So assuming, Andrea, this year you're 55, mm-hmm. the first thing CPA board will do is you'll try and look into your SA and right. try and get $198,800. All
0: the maximum that you have in there.
1: Yes. Okay. Right, so if you have $198,800, the $198,800 will go into your RA. Got it. Yeah, and it's done. Okay. Yeah, whatever is left in your SA, And whatever that's left in your OA, Mm -hmm. now you can take it out if you want to. Okay. Right? Now, let's assume that at 55 years old, you don't have 198,800. Okay. Then they'll take whatever there is in your SA, put into your RA Uh and CPA board will go to your OA and take whatever they need to make up the balance of the FRS. Okay. And whatever that's left in your OA, you're free to do whatever. It's as good Ah. as cash for you. Got it. Now, money's in your RA Mm. sitting there, can't be invested. Okay. Right, It will sit there until at the earliest age 65. If you decide to draw down Via the CPF Life Scheme, and mm. uh, that's when it happens.
0: And that's why you're mm. saying before we turn 55, if we have enough in the OA or healthy amount in the OA, mm. Go and invest it if you want to. So,
1: some people, they want to do this thing called shielding. Okay. Right? Okay. So, it's quite popular and it's for people whom they have got sufficient cash in OA and SA. Uh So, that must be done before your 55th birthday. Mm. To be safe, do it, I'll say, one month before your 55th birthday. Sure, Because it takes a while for monies to come out, right? Right. So, this is what happens. So, before your 55th birthday, you go to your SA uh-huh. and you invest all the amount that is above forty thousand. Okay. Right? Because the first forty thousand, right. SA say you can't invest.
0: So take the whipped cream off.
1: That's right. Okay. Okay. And then you can invest it in a very low risk instrument. Okay. Like T-Bills, if you want to. Okay. Or a short duration bond fund. Mm-hmm. And you do the same for OA. You take anything above the first twenty thousand and you go and buy that same low risk instrument. Got it. Right. So you've done that. Your SA is now left with 40. Uh huh. Your OA is now left with 20. That's right. On your 55th birthday, CPA bought will wipe away the 60,000 yes. and put into your R RA. A. Now, right after that, you sell off whatever investment you have bought. Uh-huh. Okay? If it's T bill, don't sell. You've got to wait until six months before yes. it's mature. Correct. But if you buy other instruments, you can sell off right, you know, one day after your birthday. It all goes back into your OA and SA and it becomes cash. Ooh. Right? But your RA. Has only sixty thousand. If you remember, correct. Now you take cash and you top up your RA Uh up to the prevailing full retirement sum. Wow! Right. So in effect, you are actually switching cash from your bank account Uh to your OA and SA, right? Correct. It's like moving. You're putting it it
0: in a temporary basket just Mm. to safeguard it first. That's right. That's right. That's right.
1: And the whole idea is you want as much money. In your OA and SA after fifty five, yes. Not in your bank, yes. Because after fifty five, your OA and SA they are like cash, like a bank account. Yeah,
0: because you can draw it out
1: and at a higher interest rate.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So this is something people do is CPF shielding. Yes. And a lot of people do it just before fifty five.
0: Okay. Are you planning to do that?
1: I've got two more years. <laughs> if uh, the board doesn't take away this feature, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Crispina And I'm Adrian And we're the hosts of a podcast called Work It
1: If you've never heard of it, well, it's a good time to tap in
0: In the last 20 episodes, we've discussed topics like how to negotiate for a salary increase
1: Or how to get along with younger colleagues who have different values from you which incidentally is our top performing episode.
0: If work consumes your life and you want some perspective on issues like management, stress, even office romance, then this podcast should be on your list. A new episode drops every Monday.
1: Catch us on the CNA app or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Now, Chris, I have a scenario that I wanted to get your opinion on. Mm-hmm. Okay, A newlywed couple in their late 30s to early 40s, buys an HDB flat. They're paying off the loan in at least the first year using full CPF, all right? There's advice out there to obviously pay this mortgage in full cash so that money in the OA gets to grow and you don't end up wiping your CPF because it's obviously best to keep at least 20k, 20,000 in the OA as you mentioned. And of course, that's what HDB and CPF advise as well. Question number one what if full cash is not an option to pay off my mortgage loan basically
1: I mean to be honest very few people would have that amount of cash to pay off exactly right I mean I don't know of anyone at all actually that has got the money to use cash to pay off the whole house yeah right so the only way is really to take your CPF money to do it Mm. there's no other option right Mm. and subsequently even your monthly mortgage Mm -hmm. will have to use your monies in your OA right Now, let's assume that you have got cash. Should you do it even if you have got cash to do it, right? Right. Now, it depends. It depends on what you are doing with this cash. Mm -hmm. If you are doing nothing with this cash and interest rate falls down to the level where we saw before 2022, Mm -hmm. right? So if you are putting your savings account and you're getting like 1%, 1%, and you absolutely, you're not going to do anything about it, then okay. Use your cash (laughs) to go and pay off the house. Right. Right, Because it is better to leave monies in the OA because Mm. you're getting 2.5. Correct. Right? Correct. Now, even if you do that, I would say don't wipe away all the cash. Mm -hmm. Always set aside monies for rainy days. Yes. Right? Emergency. Because the advantage of cash is that it has got liquidity. Mm -hmm. OA has no liquidity. So, very few. I would say very few Mm. people will do nothing with cash they will probably find ways to invest the cash to at least beat the 2.5% OA. So I'll say, use your OA, use your cash for investment. Unless Mm -hmm. you are so conservative, you are not touching your cash at all, (laughs) you're just leaving it in the bank or putting it under your pillow, then (laughs) you might as well just pay off your money with cash. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's not earning much more sitting in, in your pillow, right? That's right. Okay, so... What about doing partial? So partial mm. CPF, partial cash, mm. is that something? I mean, that's obviously to help sort of cushion the blow a little bit mm. in terms of liquidity as mm. well as not wiping out the CPF. I think also it applies to people in their 40s or, mm. and depending on the age of the house as well. If you've bought a pretty old decaying resale flat, mm you're not going to be able to use your full OA mm. up to a certain
1: point. Mm. I mean, that's wise. In fact, if you have got cash and you have got money in your OA, mm-hmm. I would say use both also for the purpose of bringing down the loan amount. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's the wise thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right? So Clear I, your debts. I, yeah, bring it down because the lower your debt, the lesser total interest you have to pay. Mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, it's not just a financial decision. Right? Because the investment people like me will tell you that no, don't pay down so much. Yeah. You mean the loan rates are not high, especially if you're using the HDB concessionary loan rate, which is currently fixed at OA plus point 0.1%, mm-hmm. which is two point six. Yeah. If you can invest anything above two point six, I'll say take the loan, mm. right? And go and invest your cash. Right. Now that seems like the correct investment advice. Right. However, not everything is financial, Mm. right? It it gives you peace of mind knowing that your loans are at a minimal. You can sleep at night in peace. (laughs) Even even if it is not the best financial decision, I think it's a good decision because at the end of the day, it's all about money is about helping you to be happy. Mm. Uh, What's the point of making all the right investment decisions but you are stressed over it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'll say, Yep, if you are just wanting to lower your debt, pay off your debt even though it doesn't make investment sense. Okay, so
0: sleep And peace of mind over the best investment financial decision you think it is.
1: Anytime, I will make that decision.
0: That's very wise. That's really very wise, especially those in their 30s and 40s, starting a family and very worried about lots of lots of expenses. I don't have kids and I'm already worrying about how to provide for my parents when they get older and to provide for myself as well. It's a lot to think about. It's quite burdensome, right? Being the sandwich generation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm 53 and I'll say that when you have no debt, you have options. Oh, for sure. Yeah, And that's the most important thing in life. That
0: financial Uh, freedom. It's so sweet. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you don't like your boss. (laughs) We are not listening to this in office, but you don't like your boss. I like my boss, so that's fine. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So you can set your boss. You can pursue things that are meaningful for you. So don't let that be the master. Mm. Yeah, be the master of that. So if you have to make a decision, it may not be wise from an investment standpoint, but it makes sense from the debt and peace of mind standpoint. Mm. Make it.
0: Okay, here's a follow-up scenario. I have 5K in my OA because I've wiped it out to buy the flat. But I do have 32,000 lying around somewhere in CPFIS, Mm. the investment scheme. Mm. Should I leave the latter there or should I take it back out, withdraw it, put it back in my OA or option C, take that 32,000 in my CPFIS and chuck it into SA? What's the move?
1: It's a difficult question to answer because it all depends on what you are buying in that IS OA. Right. Right. So if you are buying a lousy insurance product (laughs) and it's giving you like 3%, it doesn't make sense at all. Right. Right. Um, So take a look at the numbers really. Yeah. I mean, you are buying an investment that is doing very badly. I mean, there's no point leaving it there. Of
0: course. You're just going to lose even more.
1: Right. So I would say that if your investment is bad, then consider terminating it and bring it back first to your OA and then you can decide what to do. Of course, you can transfer it to your SA if you want. There's one thing I need to say. I sure. mean, a lot of times people will say this. I don't want to terminate the investment. Yes. Because if I terminate, I will take the loss, right? And I don't want to. Mm. But you don't really suffer the loss if you are selling it and moving into something better. You only take the loss if you sell it and move it into cash, giving you 0% or 1%, yes. right? You're I mean, moving
0: it into a vehicle that actually lets you grow not only enough to make up for the shortfall you may have, yeah. but even more because you're leaving it in there.
1: Precisely. And an analogy I use is that if your pill is licking, praying and hoping that you will <laughs> not leak further is not going to help you. No. Transfer it into a pill that will not leak and even have a chance to be filled again when you put water into it, right? So if your CPRS investment is doing very badly, I would say consider selling it, move it back to OA. Now, if you have trouble paying off your mortgage, Mm -hmm. that becomes a buffer. You have no problems actually paying your mortgage. You can consider moving some to your SA to grow it at a higher interest.
0: Okay, that's it. Right, so I have one last CPF hack that I read about that I wanted okay. to get your thoughts on. <laughs> Transferring your OA savings to your SA, it's something that we've been banging on about for this entire conversation uh, because it earns a higher interest of 4% to 5%. Is this possible to do while we have other CPF commitments at this age and where we feel like turning 55 and beyond feels like a lifetime away?
1: Yes, it's always good to transfer, if you can, OA to SA. But practically speaking, when I was in my 40s, late 30s, 40s, it was not possible for me to do that. Oh. Right? Because I have to service my mortgage. Exactly. Right? And I depend on it a lot, right, to do it. And also, I'm not sure whether I'll lose my job. Yeah. right,
0: Job security is a thing.
1: And remember, I say that when you top up your SA, it's like joining secret society. <laughs> it's irreversible, right? Yes, yes. So if you're going to transfer OA to SA at that age, what happens if you lose your job? Mm. What happens if your OA runs dry and you can't pay it anymore, Your way anymore? Exactly. Right. So I will not, practically speaking, at the age of 40, depending on your circumstances, I will not suggest that you do a lot of transfer from your OA to your mm. SA. Okay. Yeah, if you have cash, put in slowly into your SA right. use your OA more like a mortgage emergency fund got just it. in case just in case mm. you lose that job you have some spare to pay yeah. your mortgage
0: it's just to weather the rainy day is a little bit better yeah it's just from a practical standpoint and to think about this special account the SA more as an instrument to top up to rather than making big transfers that you as you said cannot reverse
1: yeah unless you are much older things have stabilised mm. uh, you got no more mortgage mm. yeah, then okay you can consider transferring more money from OA to SA.
0: Alright, so while investing your CPF is a long game, it's not too late yet to play when you're in your 40s, as long as you plan it well and strategize wisely. Think about that sleep that you need, that peace of mind that will weather you better in the long run. And we hope that this episode has introduced you to some of those strategies. Thanks so much, Chris, for helping us out. Thanks for having me. And thank you to you, our listener. If you've enjoyed this episode of Money Talks, there's always more content for you to enjoy. Simply follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us five stars, maybe leave a review while you're there. The team behind Money Talks is Jacqueline Chan, Joanne Chan, Tiffany Ang, Crispina Robert, Saya Wint, and I'm Andrea Heng.